Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations, the show where we ask children quick, fun, and thought-provoking questions to develop their creativity, critical thinking, and many other key skills in just a few minutes every day. Hi, my name's Kevin, founder of Kid Coach and dad of two kids. As a parent, I was always wondering if I was doing enough with my children. So I started writing questions for them that were quick and fun to talk about, but also built key 21st century skills I knew they would need. When I shared the questions with other parents, they loved how it launched more meaningful conversations at home and the Kid Coach app was born. Turns out that this approach is perfect for parents of six to 12 year olds who want to be more hands-on in their children's development and for those seeking conversations to get their kids talking and thinking, but who only have five minutes a day to do so. So if that's you, then stay tuned because you're about to hear exactly how it works. In these episodes, my team and I will be asking lots of different children questions straight from the Kid Coach app, and you'll see how we can build the skills that matter the most simply through conversation. This week, we spoke with Simrit, age 10, on the topic of what makes a home a home. We all know that a house is not always a home, but what about the emotions and feelings around the concept of a home? Can you relate those to people, other events? She comes up with some really great thoughts in this one. Take a listen. Okay, Simran, I want you to try and describe something for me that's quite difficult to. So what is a home? Okay, a home is the place where you live and the place where you spend lots of time in. And I actually think a home is different from a house because a house is something that people build. And yeah, you can live in it, but a home is actually when you have been living in it for a bit longer and you feel like it's the place where you belong. Mm. Well, you eat, you sleep, you grow up inside of a home. What are the feelings that, when I say home, you kind of project? What are those feelings that you think about home? So you're in your comfort zone, so you're familiar with the place. And, um, yeah, I think um, you're happy and I associate that (laughs) When it comes to separating a house from a home, what's the difference? If you were to say paint a picture of house and then a picture of home, what would you see in terms of the difference? Okay, so I think a house, okay, I think a home would be more personalised. So instead of just having um, like um, a, so you can decorate the walls or like pictures of you when you were younger or like you could have, personalised object in your room or things that would make a house a home. And what about just then house? Would it be plain? Would it be simple? Um, it would be quite simple. I mean, you would have one room for the kitchen, like one, it wouldn't have any sort of crazy decorations that you would normally have in like a home or anything that would be like personalised. But it would be it would be sort of similar, but a house, a home would be like personalised with your things in it. And so we've got this kind of idea of home. Let's try and put it into some actual words. Uh, can we think of maybe five feelings that home gives us? Um, okay. Happy, comfortable. Um... I think you would feel like normal. So you're in a normal place that you recognize. Mm-hmm. 
and it would be personalised, so it would have your things in it, and and then um. The last one is tricky, isn't it? Yeah. When you get home, you feel happy, you feel warm, you feel like you're a normal person. It's, it's where you are you. It's all got it's all got a thing that's very personal to you. What about safe? Yeah, so I'm in a home because you feel safe because you recognize it and you know where everything is and you would know what to do if something happens, like because you know where everything is. Hmm. So since we've got like maybe these five descriptive words, can we apply home to other things? Can we say that maybe is a city a home? Um, I don't think so because you have different people and different things um, who you don't really know, but a home is when you know everything that's in there and you're familiar with it. But in a city you can have, um, there are loads of different people who you don't know and you're not familiar with anything. Do you think maybe we can call... A country, a home. It could be called a home because if it was a small one, everyone knew a certain language, everyone had a certain culture and everyone um, pretty much got along together. It could be called a home, I think. Okay, so we've got these things that might be able to. Can you think of other places besides just, you know, the house where you go at the end of the day, (laughs) other places that give you that same feeling as home? So uh, if you go to, if you visit somewhere uh, a lot, so it could be it could be someone else's um, house or home as well, or it could be like a random place which you visit a lot. I think that would also be called a home because you you're familiar with it. Mm. So we've got our feelings of happy and safe and warm, and you can be yourself. What about like your parents? Do they make you feel happy and safe and you can be yourself with? Yeah, so people who I'm familiar with, like my cousins, um, my very close friends, and everyone else in my family, yeah. So can we call them, like, homes? Yeah, I think so, because you're familiar with them. Um, You you know what they like, so I think, yeah, you can. You can kind of, yeah. So you feel at home when you're with them? Yeah, basically. Okay. Are there, are there any, so now we kind of have that descriptive. Can we think of any other people that give that feeling or just not even houses or buildings, just things that give those feelings of being happy and safe and you can be yourself and uh, make you feel warm and all that. Are there other things that make us feel those emotions? Um, I think it's more people that... I think it's more people and like places, but you could maybe have one thing or two, but I think it's more um, places and people that make you feel like. Mm. So can we think of another example? So we've got maybe a holiday home and we've got our close cousins and parents and sisters. Can you think of another example of something that's kind of separate from that? Because I think very personal and close to us. Is there anything else that's almost like a strange answer that doesn't fit with those ones? Um, 
maybe if like you play an instrument that can make you feel happy and sometimes like you're familiar with it and make you feel happy. Now that, that's very interesting because there's a there's a way of saying this phrase that is I feel at home when I'm doing X. So I feel you know I feel at home when I'm teaching. Oh, I feel at home when I'm playing the guitar. That is a phrase that we have. So do we transfer those kind of feelings? So is there something that you can do that you feel at home doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I find playing the piano. Like, right, right. I, I feel very happy. So is that where you have your kind of feeling of being at home with it? Yeah, basically. And so you would describe when you sit at a piano, is that the same kind of feeling as when you get home in a day, you sit at a piano and you feel like, oh, myself, I am safe, I'm happy here, this is personal yeah, basi- to me. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, we've got more, we've got more descriptions of home then. We've got a few things that can be home. Um, but what about things that should be but aren't? When, when might a home not feel like a home? So maybe um, if you move into a new house, and your parents are settled in, and everyone else who you live with is settled in, and they find it at home, but you don't, and you're supposed to find it comfortable, but you actually miss your old home, and like you, and you miss it, and you don't actually find it like So you've still got attachment to something else? Yeah, but, and then it could take a while for you to actually find it at home, because you, you, you're supposed to find it at home when you move into someone new. But you might not, because you might realise that you actually really miss your old home. So there has to be that emotional attachment where you feel all those things at once. Yeah, I think. Let's go with that to our other descriptions then. So a house can not feel like a home when it's new or when we're attacking an old one. What about when we describe people as home? Can people stop feeling like you're at home with them? Yeah, so maybe um, if they act a certain way in front of you, that makes you like them. But then when, if you, if you're not supposed to, but you see what they're really like, like with other people or something else, then you might like feel um, like uncomfortable that they've, um, and you might not feel like they're home anymore. And playing the piano, is there a time where that doesn't feel like you're at home with it? Um, I don't think so, but like only once or twice when, um, only when I was like actually beginning to learn it, but. Now, and why is that so different? Why is why is a skill that we're very good at? Why is that the one thing that can stay at home no matter what? Because you know it, and um, you feel good playing it. Because you feel good about it. Because um, you just find it fun, and you understand it more. So is that why that's yeah? being able to play an instrument or being able to do painting or something like that, is that why that's really important to people? Because it's always safe and friendly and makes them happy. Um, well, it could, it might not always make them happy if, but most of the time it would. And that's, I think a home can make, makes you happy most of the time, but it might also not make you happy at times. And that's what actually makes it. Hmm. So we want to express that, Homes are houses, but they're also feelings, and we can get those feelings from lots of different things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's a very good description. I think that is a way that we can look at things in other ways by taking their emotions and describing them into different things. So we have home that can be 
people, instruments, feelings. What about other words? Can you think of one other example of a word that could have lots and lots of different meanings? Um... I think like happiness and sadness can have like loads of different meanings because um, happiness can be like when you've got an object and you're happy. That doesn't last like that doesn't last forever. But it could also be when you like you get a new pet and that lasts or longer than you would when you get an object um, because it does different things every day and. Um, I think happiness has a lot of different meanings and so does sadness, the same. And so we can apply that to lots of different situations, kind of like home? Yeah, basically. Language is interesting in that way, I suppose. (laughs) So (laughs) we have words that mean certain things, but they also do not mean certain things. They mean lots of things. Yeah. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was, filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or to search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, consider taking a minute to leave us a review. We want to help to inspire as many parents as possible to have these kind of meaningful chats with their kids, and it would mean the world to us if you could give us some feedback. If you could give us a thumbs up or a comment wherever you normally find your podcasts, it'll help us reach more people and improve the show going forward. Thank you for listening.